All right, ladies and gentlemen, ravers, club goers, and EDM lovers alike, welcome to the Eastbound Dialogue. This is my podcast, and today you guys are in for a really awesome treat. Uh, I got the honor, the privilege, and just to the awesome experience, really, to interview one of the bigger names or rising names in bass music. Uh, he goes by Avello. Uh, I know him as Adam, but he is an incredible producer and an amazing DJ. The reason I wanted to interview him so badly is that I saw him do a number of different shows lately uh, at the Vanguard. I saw him just blow the roof off and open up for some huge artists and see these huge crowds dancing to his music. This is a guy that like a year ago I barely even saw on the map and now he's like on like on the top of my chart right now. So it was incredible to interview him. Now I interviewed him before EDC and I'll admit I was a little bit ambitious. I really thought that I was going to uh, get the interview out promo the whole nine yards and have it as part of my EDC content and that just never happened. Um, but I'm still so excited to show you guys this interview um, and you guys to hear it just because this is a guy that's really, really blowing up. He's even gotten a few spots on Insomniac Radio and his releases are just getting bigger and bigger and his music is just beautiful. So without further ado, here's my interview with uh, Avello. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, ravers, club goers, and EDM lovers alike, welcome to the Eastbound Dialogue. This is a uh, podcast interview series that I love doing just because I feel like it gives a little more exposure to what goes on in the electronic music scene and you really get to dive deep into a lot of what the artists are doing. It's called an Eastbound Dialogue because, of course, we're making a dialogue. We're showing the music in its entirety. We're showing it not just from the music you hear, but from the brain that it's coming from. Today with me is going to be someone that I've been really excited to interview. Like, actually, Matt, I'm serious. Um, this man's performed at the Vanguard plenty of times in 2022, seen some insane exposure in the Orlando scene in the last year, up to the point that he's now performing at EDC Orlando at what, Circuit Grounds? Circuit Grounds. Yeah, at Circuit Grounds. So yeah, with me today, I want to I want to welcome to the podcast Adam, and Avello, more formally known as Avello. How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this one was was a long time coming, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think for both of us, I've, I've seen you as a person grow so much in music, and it's insane to see just because it's incredible. It's, Thank you, bro. Yeah. I so I mean, that. where did all the colorful music come from? Where did you all start with this? Um, I was always interested in the melodic style, you know, feature bass. is kind of how I jumped into it. Um, and I just wanted a genre, I liked working in a genre that really captured emotions that you couldn't put into words. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was so drawn to future bass, melodic trap, future trap, however you want to reference it. And that's where my inspiration comes from. Okay. What's, um, what artists, what kind of, what artists did you really resonate when you first started listening to future bass? I first discovered it, I was kind of always, you know, listening to Odessa, um, listening to some other artists here or there, Flume, of course, but never really dove into it until I heard Elenium's sophomore album, Awake. That just changed it all for me. I remember I, I was senior year of high school, I was sitting on the desk with my head down. My buddy, Skylar, had just texted me the link to the album when it dropped. Put my headphones in, head down on my desk. First track, just sat straight up. And I was like, this is amazing, it was, it was incredible. So, Elenium just opened that kind of world for me. Mm -hmm. and. 
I was so interested in the sound design and how he was able to capture these emotions with electronic music. I just had to know how he did it. it more or less just opened your eyes to yeah. what electronic music could be. Uh, yeah, 100%. And I feel like you're doing that like lately in, in the scene. Like You're showing that even an Orlando artist can really do all of that. Um, Thank you, man. And with all the hard work and stuff. Uh, what got you really started into making music and uh, DJing it and being a performer? So I heard that album. I was starting to get into going to festivals. I just turned 18, so like I was able to go to EDC, Life in Color. I guess Life in Color has always been yeah. all eight or 16 and up or something. But I just started going to some of these festivals like Rare Orlando. I thought the DJing was super cool. I thought the whole scene was super cool. I was so into the music. Um, a few months later, I decided to grab the trial version of Ableton, mm -hmm. which was free and allows you like eight or nine audio tracks, something like that. Yeah. And I was just messing around with it, but it was so hard. I have no musical background and jumping into production, jumping into using Ableton is just so overwhelming. So every couple months I would, you know, crack it open, oh, I'm going to give it a shot, try to make something, maybe follow a little YouTube video and then just close my laptop just thinking it wasn't for me, Yeah. you know, and just would kind of give up on that. A couple months later, crack it open again. That went on for maybe like nine months to a year uh -huh. and then like December or November of 2018. Yeah, November 2018, like December 2019, just like a switch flipped. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do this every single day. Just watch as many YouTube videos, tutorials, and just practice, practice, practice until I get a hang of it. Yeah, and just kind of an explosive thing from there. Yeah. 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 So it just really seems like, I mean, I feel like a lot of DJs, when they start out, are producers. They play with it a little bit, they make a melody or something, and then they just scratch it. Yeah. It sounds terrible. It's tough, man. Especially when you have no, like, musical knowledge. I mean, when I jumped into it, I didn't even know what a kick was or a snare was or, like, what a hi-hat was. It all is just... It was all brand new. Yeah, yeah, it's all I, brand new. That's crazy that you had no, you didn't do any music before electronic because it seems so seamless. Uh, it seems like Thank a lot you. of the music you're playing now uh, expresses so much emotion and you know captivates the audience. But it doesn't even matter really what music you're playing. <laughs> like it seems like the Thank way you. you're mixing and doing all of it's been incredible. Thanks, man. Uh, 2022, and you know I'm really saying that because like my experience in 2022, I've seen you probably more times this year than I have even before Eastern Electronic, even before I was doing any of this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, tw it's been an incredible year. You want to tell me about it? Um, yeah, this year has been, I could never could have imagined how well it's gone. Um, you know, playing out of state, I was able to play in New York this summer, playing EDC, playing Forbidden Kingdom. These are things that I just, you know, dreamed about when I first got into it. So seeing them all come to fruition is just, it, it's amazing. It, it's, it's a great feeling to see that hard work yeah. starting to pay off. But the last couple of years have really just been like, focusing on the music you didn't see me play any shows around because i wasn't playing any shows yeah um i had played maybe at guilt one time mm -hmm. that was my and that was like two years ago that was my singular experience playing in orlando mm -hmm. um nobody was really interested in like answering my cold call emails <laughs> you know yeah because i didn't really know the scene didn't know anybody in it i didn't have a lot of music under my belt um so i just kind of focused on that man i think it all just came from the music then that started helping me get my foot in the door, started helping me get recognized. Um, eventually, Peter Hanna started working with me, uh, my current manager now, and he's been helping me grow in this yeah. Orlando scene. Well, you guys are both doing an amazing job, for Thank real. You, I appreciate that. What was, you. your, um, what was your first show like? I'm just curious. My first show? Wow, I should not even have been on the stage, really? honestly. I was terrible, bro. I've been DJing for a year, 
and I just had no knowledge about like beat matching or key matching. I mean, my go-to transition was to like play both songs, turn on the flanger, and then turn the other song off. It was a joke. And I ended up getting this club show um, at an event called Bass Parade in Tallahassee. I just emailed the, the guy that runs it at the right time. Yeah. Somebody had just dropped out. He's like, sure, man, we need somebody on there. So he just threw me on there. Um, and this was like an underground bass event. You know, they're playing like a lot of deep, deep bass, um, deep dub. And I pulled up in there and I was like playing Ghastly. <laughs> I was playing Slander. I, it was definitely, the people throwing the event were like, what is going on right now? But I, a ton of my friends came out. The place was packed out. Really? Um, I'll send you a photo of that event. It was, it was amazing. But my friends pulled up. We made like 10, 15 shirts. They were all wearing shirts. We all pulled up. It, it was a blast. They were going absolutely crazy. But skill-wise, I had no business being on that stage. So, so I feel like a lot of people try to like get super good in their bedroom before they ever step outside of it, yeah. which is one path you can take. But I don't think you're going to ruin a name for yourself by jumping into it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like if you're going to go to a deep website, like, get, get, like Gasly or some face house people, that could be a little... Uh, Dude, it was yeah, like a little bit off. Yeah, you know? it was it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I had like no knowledge of that kind of scene. I just knew it was like a base EDM event. Yeah. And to me, that was like you know I had just gotten into it. Really, that was kind of the, the mainstream stuff that yeah. I had experienced. So you just kind of walked in, and it was just all deep. What have you even heard of deep web before that? Or vaguely, my buddies were into it. It wasn't something I really listened to or like had, could prepare a set for. Yeah. But I mean, I was on like nine to ten or maybe 10 to 11, whatever the first slot was for that show. So I just kind of pulled up, did my thing, hung around for a little bit and realized, okay, man, maybe, uh, maybe I should have gone a little more underground. And it was funny, afterwards I asked the promoter, I was like, hey man, I mean, it was my first show, you know, hey man, you got any feedback for me? Like, what could I do better? He just said back, mixing. Just mixing in <laughs> just general? Just mixing, bro, just mixing. Like the music yeah. was fire, but you should probably uh, <laughs> put it together a little more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I felt like, I definitely kind of jumped in a little bit over my head with that first show, but it was still an awesome experience and, and everybody in the crowd, all my friends, we just had a blast. Okay. So since then, I feel like you've probably been able to tailor your music a little more and tailor the sets yeah. to the crowd and everything and create more of an experience, Yeah. Or at least personally, that I would say you have. Thank uh, you. So what kind of experience are you really going for um, when you're performing? I want people to come and feel like they're really experiencing a show, something that was planned not quite just oh here's this song that song i want things to flow seamlessly and carry an energy through the room you know i, I like to have a little bit of emotion but i also like to have a lot of fun uh -huh. um and i try to as i'm planning my sets have both of those mindsets okay you know maybe here's two or three tracks that everybody can kind of you know get get in the feels to a little bit can, can resonate with an emotional level but let's get back to these and you know have some fun over here remember like we're out we're out to party we're out to enjoy ourselves and have a good time so yeah. i try to find that that balance, you know, as well as working as much of my own music, music in as possible. Yeah, I and mean, it's exciting. It's been insanely cool to see. Thank you, bro. I, mean, I appreciate you, that. When I've been seeing you live, and you even said you're working a lot of your music into it, um, I really feel a lot of the tracks. Yeah. I think they, they go a little bit deeper than a lot of other artists. It makes sense. You're Thank being you. Being melodic future, melodic dubstep, future bass, that whole area and that whole genre. Um, yeah. So, like, what kind of feeling are you really going for with those sorts of tracks? Yeah, you know, that, like, what do you want to express? That's hard to put into words because I, in my music, I kind of like finding that feeling, finding that emotion that is difficult to put into words. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like when, I, when I'm writing my chords, my melodies, I want things to feel a little bit bitter, a little bit somber, but hopeful. 
Yeah. And have this kind of like angsty but uplifting balance to them. And that's tough to put into words, you know, yeah. but, but when I hear it, I hear it. It's more or less you know? keeping like a positive attitude, like positive attitude in a dark time. Yes. Or like right at that peak, that cusp, that turnaround where things start getting better. Yes, Almost. 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I like to go for. Okay. What's your favorite track that you've made so far? I would say Until I Die. Until I Die is is my favorite track. Just I made that whole song and start to finish in like 48 hours mm -hmm. and pretty much you know just stand, like it was just done right there and I never touched it again and it was just I just thought it was you know one of my favorites I love the melody I love the lyrics and I love the chords of that track the flow um, I feel like I stepped outside my comfort zone on the second drop I'm not sure how familiar you are with, with that one but I just feel like as a single if I was to put like a single track that I said best represents myself and my sound it would be until I die okay cool are you playing at EDC are you gonna play at EDC oh yeah 100% <laughs> it's, it's in every set okay yeah what's uh what are your plans for EDC man what, is, what should we be expecting um so I got three sets that weekend uh one of them isn't officially announced but I'm playing Saturday at Electric Beach 3 to 4 p.m. I'm playing Saturday night at the Vanguard with Slander and Ray Volpe for the after party. Ooh. And then my main set, Sunday, Circuit Grounds, 1 p.m. to 2.25. And those sets are gonna overlap a little bit, but I want to bring a different energy to each one of them mm -hmm. um, and different tracks to each one of them. You know, Saturday at Electric Beach, I just wanna have fun, have a good time. Yeah, dude, you're in Corona yeah. Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survive. yeah, man, everybody's there to have fun. Um, not too much on the heavy side, more on the melodic side, but, you know, upbeat, uplifting, fun stuff. Um, Saturday night, I just want to play fun and heavy, you know? I think Slander and Ray Volpe, those artists just bring so much energy. Yeah. I want to set the room up properly and just ha have a great time with the music that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Sunday is going to be a little bit more niche as far as, like, my genre. Um, a little bit more underground music that I, I'm going to think people haven't really can't come across yet in the melodic genre. Um, and as much of my own music as I can fit into that set. That, okay. that, that's the plan right there. So I'm, go, I'm striving for each set to be at least 50% different from the last. Okay. And EDC is a pretty big venue, man. Um, yes. It's a huge venue. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure like you're playing basically three of the biggest spots in downtown or in Orlando this time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm here to see three different sets. I yeah. feel like... It'll be three different sets. It's going to be three different yeah. sets. I feel like you can show off everything in that, like your full music range, like the full library. Yeah. And, like get the different <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. If you could perform... And this is a, just a random question because I like asking it. You know, as your career's been going up, you've been seeing EDC right now. Uh, if you could perform anywhere in the future, where do you think you're going to perform? Or where would you want to perform? I guess, as cliche as it sounds, a bucket list for everybody is Red Rocks. Red Rocks? Yeah, that would just be a dream come true. I feel like, dude, that would be such a vibe. Yeah. Like, as, as it keeps coming up, the yeah. music keeps coming, like, dude. Yeah, Red Rocks is, everything there is just on a massive scale. I will try to be there. I will <laughs> very much try to be there. Like, that would be awesome. Just from this interview, I know how important that is. Like, that'd be yeah. cool to see. Yeah, that would be incredible. Cool, man. Um, last question. Uh, what's, um, what's the future of Avello? Where do you really see this project going? I really want to carve out my sound farther into the niche um, and find my own lane. I feel like right now I'm doing a really good job of following the footsteps of other melodic artists that have been successful. Yeah. But I can only do that for so long. I got to 
find my own lane there, find my unique sound. Yeah. And that's really what I'm working towards. I'm sitting on a lot of music right now that I'm going to be releasing over the next couple years mm -hmm. that I think fits that lane. Yeah. And, and I'm really pumped for it. Um, right now, I'm working on stuff for 2024. I mean, 2024. Yeah. This this next year is pretty much all ready to roll. That's insane. With releases. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, tw up to 2024, that's what, two, three, or one to two years from now. So yeah. it seems like you have everything kind of planned out, set up, ready to go. Yeah. Is there anything else you really, um, you don't want to get out? I mean, we have this whole, pro we have the podcast, we have this whole platform. Um, um, yeah, I just, I just want to say anybody that's interested in, in getting into this or, or maybe you, you've dabbled in it and you found it frustrating or difficult, stick with it because that's just part of the process everybody has to pay their dues even the greats like martin garrix he wasn't born knowing how to use ableton or knowing how to use you know fl studio those things take time it takes a couple years of, of really hard work to understand those programs not to even not to mention you know the music side of things but really i want to be a testament to the fact that anybody can do this i mean i had no musical knowledge um i've just worked 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 watching YouTube videos, putting those tutorials into practice, um, opening up Ableton you know, as often as I can and laying something down. And that's what I try to get across, is that, is that anybody can do this if you want to work hard enough, it's mm -hmm. possible. That's amazing. Thank and you. I feel like you can be an inspiration to a lot of people. Thank that's you, dude, that, that means a lot. Yeah. All right, well, this is it, guys. This has been the Eastbound Dialogue. Um, you know, I'm really happy that you came in, man. Thanks yeah, for yeah. me up for that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, if you guys want to see this interview, uh, I'm going to be putting it up on my YouTube channel. Uh, I'll do a preview on Instagram, and, you know, I'll definitely have the audio on Spotify as well. And, I mean, if you really want to get the full experience of it, just use this as a hype. I mean, see this man. See this man at every single one of those shows. I mean, I'm going to try my, uh, like, hardest to be there at 1, or 1 p.m. to see you at EDC. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's a perfect that. way to close out the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. This has been the Eastbound Dialogue. And, yeah, take care.